guys, welcome back to Monster in the Making. I'm David Berry, and uh, I'll be your host for this uh, little broadcast we got going here. We've been um, doing a lot of um, talking about law of attraction, the mindset about, you know, what do you want, how bad do you want, what are you willing to do about it? What lives inside of you? You know, what, what lives inside of you? And that's why I call it Monster in the Making, because I believe that we all have a monster a good monster that lives inside of us that can achieve that can conquer that can win that can overcome um that can one of the things i'd like to want to talk about tonight is i've got a really good friend of mine with me tonight and um i want to talk about the um setbacks in life i want to talk about success in life but i want to talk about the fact that you're you're going down this one road and then all of a sudden there's a fucking roadblock and just because there's a roadblock doesn't mean um, it's over or that you you got to turn around and go back. It's just a detour around. And and I and so I, I you know I, I I got a friend of mine that's on here with me tonight, guys. And I've been and he's a former bull rider, uh, a friend of mine. And and just before I before I let him chime in on me, I'm going to tell a little bit of a story about my friend Roy Dale Barnes. He uh, when I was a kid. Um, he gave me the time of day when I was a scared little fucking kid. He gave me the time of day when, when all the bull riders behind the chutes looked like giants to me, he would come talk to me. He made me feel okay. He comforted me. He, if you will, guys, I met Roydell before I met Lane and he was just like Lane Frost after I met Lane. You know, Lane was the second guy that gave me the time of day in the industry, in the bull riding world. But Roydell was the first one, and then came Lane Frost. But with that said, which is kind of ironic with what I'm fixing to say, is I Roydell got hurt one night in the bull riding, and um, and I was there. I was entered riding, and I watched him get hurt, and it was it was a it was it was it was hard for me to kind of get past that for a bit well then later a couple a few years later i'm in the same arena with lane frost um of course and and when he dies in cheyenne but i'm in the hospital i done road before him i got hit in the face and broke my jaws and i had to take me to the emergency room and then they brought lane in right behind me so the two bull riders that gave me the time of day that made me feel like i it's okay you know this is it's okay kid um, I've, I've experienced both of them, uh, one dying and one getting paralyzed. And, um, Roydell, I just, I want to, I just, I, you know, I want to just tell you, thank you, um, for giving me the chance and giving me the, the time of day and, uh, loaning me that spur route. Cause I was fixing to get, I was the bull route, they's loading bulls and, and, uh, and, and, and I, I've got my bull roped up and I'm fixing to get on. I look down, I've lost a fucking route. I don't have a route. You know, in one of my spurs, I'm like, holy hell. You know, I mean, you talk about just like scared. I was already nervous and scared. And then Roydell, he, he, he just calms it down. He said, I got one, you know, fixes, he fixed the problem, you know, just like that for me. He took care of me. And, and after that Roydell, even to the last bull riding bull I ever got on my life, I'd always check my spur rails before, you know, but I, you learn, you learn from experience. But anyway, um, guys, I want to welcome Roy Dell Barnes. Um, as you can tell, he means a, a, a ton of world to me. Um, when, when he was riding bulls, he was the guy that I looked up to before he even gave me the time of day. He was the guy um, that was going to the rodeos, getting on the bulls that I just thought, you're getting on Godzilla and you're riding Godzilla. You know, I'm in the junior rodeo stuff and I'm just looking up to this guy and thinking if I can be like him. And then as I moved up, and I got to ride with him in the rodeos. It was just an amazing thing. Um, Roydell, how you doing tonight? Uh, hell, I, I, you know, brother, I'm doing great. Uh, as, you know, as well as I can. Uh, you know, it's a great night in Clearwater, Oklahoma. Um, my adopted town, you know. Uh, right. And, and, dude, I love you to death. You know that we, we our relationship, uh, yeah, it started when we were very young. Yeah. And you, of course, you're younger than me. And, you know, you, we always go back to that, you know, I loaned you a row or I gave you a row and that was a deal. But you don't understand that I was watching you 
come up and going like, now this kid's going to be bad. You know, he's going to be badass. And because I loved your attitude, I loved your outlook. Now, and, and I will tell you, and, I, and I've told you this before, and a lot of people may, you know, you didn't know how to write rules back in. No, you know, I, mean, I know, right? You, you just nodded <laughs> no, you your head and wrote. Mm-hmm. I mean, me and you talked about this, and when you were just a kid, you know, you just nodded your head and you stuck it on everything. And I'm thinking, man, if he, or, if he figures it out, if he understands, you know, yeah. the, you know, the mental side of it, if yeah. he understands the mental side of it, you're going to be, you know, a bad ass that you were, pardon my language. But, you yeah. know, me and you have said, and you come to my house after I got hurt, and we said to talk about the mental side of it. Right. And, and I've always respected you, and thank God that we've been, you know, that we've met at the time that we did. And, and you know, I respect the heck out of you. And, and to thank you, know, and Holly, I love you too, thank God, uh, <laughs> that he has the one that keeps him alive every now and then. <laughs> Yeah. I, I love you too, Roy Dale. It takes a village. Well, you know, I mean, everything... Is that a train me. going by, Roy Dale? Well, I, okay, I live in Claremore, Oklahoma. That's right. right now. Train capital and of I'm the sitting, world. Yeah, we got like 75 trains a day, and I'm sitting in a bar. Right now, I'm on the patio. Uh, awesome. Underneath a heater. Underneath a heater. Even right. Though it's 37 degrees. I'm okay, I got <laughs> Cowboy shit. Train <laughs> oh, yeah. That's you know, awesome. hey, flying over ranch, you know, brother. I mean, hell, I'm I'm used to this. Song. So, so speaking of that, uh, Donnie Osborne, and, and we're you, going back to flying over. I know, right? We're going way back on this one. Listen to me. I remember you telling me you, because I I'd see you that night at the Brodio, and and you would tell me what you've been doing all day that day, and you was either one of two things, you and Donnie, you was either hauling square bell hay, or cutting wood, one or the other. Oh, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? And when I met Lane Frost, you know what he told me how he, what, how how he gathered up his entropy money? Cut, same as cutting wood and hauling hay. <laughs> yeah, and, and, you know, I mean, you know, I met Lane when we were. I think I was probably fifteen. No, I was sixteen when I met Lane. And we did have a lot of similarities together. You know, yeah. I mean, we both loved what we've done for a living. We love family. Um, you know, my family got to meet this family. You know. And, you know, it, it, I remember at Tallahena at a high school radio in Tallahena, Oklahoma. Yes. On a Sunday afternoon, me and, and, and my family went down there. My mom, um, it was my senior year. So my best friend, Dusty Fuller, he, he was already gone. Not, I mean, not gone, gone, but he, he was out of the high school radio. So it was me and my mom took me down there. And my mom actually... Uh, Fixed a picnic, fried chicken and potato salad and awesome. whatnot. Yes. And, and we go there because it's going to be an all-day deal. Right. Yes. And we we, load, we throw out the blanket. I mean, you know, you got these other kids back in. And, and it's the same way today. And, but I didn't understand it because they come in with these, you know, $60,000, $70,000 rigs. Right. You know, horse trailers and motorhomes and all well, me and my mom showed up with, uh, uh, you know, a blanket and fried chicken stays up. Absolutely. You know, we throw it out there on the ground and everything, and I remember Lane coming by, and I introduced Lane to my mom. And, I mean, it was just us. It was just us. Now, Lane, he, I guarantee you he grabbed a chicken leg because he wasn't bashful. Well, he, but he was very respectful of my mom. And Blake Lohenbaum, Blake Lohenbaum. How about uh, that guy? Who yeah. might have been the best floor writer. Out of that high school class ever, Blake Lohenbaum. How about that? That kid was unbelievable. Yeah. I, yeah. I still believe in my mind, in this day and time, he was the best bull rider out of all of them. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you look at me, Lane, Urban Williams, Tiger Carver, yeah. all of them. Yeah, I mean, Tiger, yeah. I know, right? Yeah. So, and Lane's in there, and I'm like, yeah, I introduced Lane to my mom and everything. And, you know, I said, hey, I, you know, I said, bring your mom and dad up. You know, he said, you mind? I'm like, my mom's not like, no, bring your mom and dad. Love to meet him. So we all had a picnic before Sunday morning before the rodeo starts. And me and Lane, we, it's a touchy subject because everybody's like, you know, everybody's like, well, Lane Frost, you know, well, I knew him, I knew him, I knew him. And they go like, well, did you 
my marriage. I mean, you know, I, I consider this friend. Mm-hmm. You know, we broke bread together. And it's hard to explain the relationship between true friends and bull riders and the bull riding family. And it's not a fan or somebody that got on one or two and they're like, well, I met him when he was my friend. The guys that I know, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Because I, I'd go yeah. to them deals and everybody be dressed up like badasses and over telling somebody how badass they was, and I knew I didn't have to worry about him, you know, because he, yeah. you know, he you was know, just dressed up the that. part. Yeah. And, and, and you know, I, I went through some years where I wasn't doing good as far as writing good as I should have been. But, you know, I met Don Yarber, he's talking about the flying over ramps. And yeah, we we cut wood and hauled hay. That's what we done for a living. You and you, but, and, but and, you had you did that you did that to pay your entry fees to do what you truly love to do. You put in the work that to make it happen so that you could uh, ride bulls. You know. Well, you, we we done that to have the scars to realize when you nodded your head that you better win because you don't want to go back to doing that all the damn time. Right, yeah. I know, right. <laughs> I know. No, I mean, it's like hauling square bells and you got all them scratches up and down your arm. Yes. Yes. And right you your head, I'm like, what's this going to be worth today? I just I remember that Roydell like it was yesterday. You telling me I you know what y'all did that day? Cut wood, been hauling hay, and I just I I just it always just it never went away from me. I always just respected that. And then when I met Lane, uh, he told me the same way. That's how he paid his entry fees early on. You know, yeah. was just cutting wood and stuff. And Roydell, yeah. I want to ask you this. I want to ask you this. Um, you rode bulls in an era that there were some badass bull riders. And not that there ain't today, because there is, but it seemed like now it's about staying on a bull and you win. But when you guys were growing up, when you was, when, when I knew you, it was everybody was going to stay on. It's who drawed the best bull. you got to outride me. Was that not cool or what? Well, yeah, and, and it, I made a mistake in high school one day, David, and you, and you said it because, I mean, it was almost to a drawing contest because you knew everybody was going to stick it on one. Yes. Everybody was going to stick it on. And, and you know, I, I had brothers that rode better than me. I had cousins that rode better than me. And, and we'll, we'll talk about that some other day, that what I had to do to be better. Right. And, and because it, it, I had I had to be better. You had to put in the work. Me, but I had to figure it out. Yeah. But I remember, oh gosh, what was it? Uh, Edmond, Oklahoma, 19, I, okay, I'll go 81, I think, high school. Everything was still okay. in black and white back then. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Pretty much. <laughs> they had, they had hadn't hair. invented I color had, yet, Roy Dell, then. <laughs> I had hair. I had hair. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I had hair. Yeah, I'll send you the picture of black and white with me. <laughs> but, you know, that day in the bull riding, it was LaVelle Trailer, Urban Williams, me, Lane Frost, Blake Logenbaugh, Tiger Carver, um, Blondie, um, Gerald Dudley Blondie. Yes. Uh, and, I mean, it, and I, I have one, I have a bull that I, I'm going like, okay, I know what Lane's got, I know what Gerald's got, I know what Tiger's got, I know what Irvin's got, I know what Lavelle's got. And I know what everybody's got. And I'm thinking, I'm, I'm, I'm like, check it out. I'm second out that day. And I'm like, man, I'm just going to have to go out there and spank the hell out of this stuff. Right. You're going to, yeah. And, yes. I mean, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to win it on points, not, you know, mine, but not the bulls. Yes. Yep. And I learned a valuable lesson that day because, and I have pictures of it, and, and, and it is good. But I get bucked off, and and it's my fault. It's my fault. Right. Um, but, and I was talking to my dad the next day. He said, what did you do? And I 
had this, but they all had this, this, and this. I knew what they were going to do, so I tried to do this. He said, you learned a great lesson today, and I hope you understand when I tell you I never forget this. He said, you take care of business, the laws of average will take care of everything else. Right. And Quit worrying about it. everything else. Quit worrying about whatever. He said, yeah. he said you should never, you should have never went over the top trying to be better. Yeah. You should have took care of business. He said, "I'm telling you right now, before you tell me, he said, I'm going to answer the question I'm going to ask. He said, because I'm going to ask you what the other guys you were worried about did. Not well, three out of five bucked off. Yeah. You know." And he said, so you would have at least won third. I said, hell, I probably would have won first. Yeah. He said, hey, but yeah, I mean, David, to your guess, we, I grew up in an era, and, and I'm not going to say the bull riders back then were better than the bull riders are now. Oh, but by no means, no. You, there were just no a whole means, bunch of them in no one means. area right here. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, in Northeast Oklahoma, uh, from 19... 79 or 80 until the mid 90s. Yeah. They were some bad cats. There's some. That's what I'm saying on top of that. Yeah. Is we love the sport more than anybody else. And, 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 and buck and bulls come out of Northeast Oklahoma too. <laughs> you know I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and we love the sport. Yeah. We love riding bulls yes. better than Yes. 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 Well, yeah. I did them. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. Roydell, so. All right, so I'm going to go into. I'm going to ask you the question. I'm going to talk to you because you are in a wheelchair. You, you and and have been for how how many years now? Oh God, David, 1986. So coming up this year will be what 33 years. Okay, yeah. Right now, 32. November will be 33, I guess. There it is. There it is. Right there. Yeah. 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 So so as you as you're talking to me tonight, telling me bull riding stories, you're sitting in a wheelchair, and. Um, I want to I want to I want to bring that night up a little bit um, I, because because here here's my here's my goal with the with the podcast tonight as, as people are listening to us is is that um, that because I, I talk I, I want everything to be positive I want uh, but I'm not I'm not a cheerleader I, I want there to be you know here's how we fixed it there's a pro, here's the problem this is how we fixed it and I wanted to bring you up and, and let everybody know that listen you know shit's gonna happen. I mean, it's going to happen. It's what you do with it and how you handle it is, is determines your future. And that's why I wanted to talk to you tonight. And I wanted to talk about bull riding because I wanted you to lead into this, and you did it um, very well. Um, you got hurt in Inola in 1986, life-changing, life-changing. Roy, now tell me. <laughs> Listen to me. Tell me. Because I was there, I watched it. I watched it, and 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 I I want to know because there's some there's some numbers there's some uh, there's some uh, uh, statistics. No, tell, tell, Roy Dale, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, you want me to tell you the whole number situation? Yes. I mean, you want me to go into that and tell me how everything came down? Yes. Yes. Okay. One one you have to realize is that the family I grew up in, there were no excuses. Never. And and my dad had rode bulls uh, for a long time, and then my uncle did, and or my uncle did, a couple cousins, you know, then a lot of cousins, then my brother. And you have to understand the history about my life growing up that led up to that, and, and you know there there is, there's a reason why everything happened. Not, All right, say not, say that again. When you define that to me, Roy Dell, there's a reason. Say that again. There's a reason why everything happened about my attitude, not about how the accident happened. Okay. There's a lot of reasons why it happened about my attitude, how I moved forward, how you saw me later after that night. Yes. There's a reason. Okay. Now, I you know I remember my dad stepping me on the pool, and that's probably about. Five years old, and we're at the old Telequah Arena. If you know where Telequah, Oklahoma is, Cherokee is capital of the world. Called, um, it, it, what, um, my place barbecue. Mm-hmm. That was the coolest my, place when the old rodeo arena was in the t- actual town my, of Telequah. My place barbecue used to be the old Remnant Club dance hall. That's where I, <laughs> that's where I 
That's where my mama taught me how to dance. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Yeah, and yeah. the rodeo arena was right next right next to it. And I remember when I was probably five, six years old, I think I was five, my Uncle Bob was down there, and I think it was David Bailey and Bill Hall days, back before they split. They, they, were, they were still together, getting along? They were still together. No, and, maybe not uh, getting along, but they were still together. Well, Bailey and Hall rodeo company. All right, got they you, man. Yeah. They were getting together, but... But how many people, Roydell, how many people, all. listen to me, how many people are listening to us right now that know that before there was Dell Hall, before there was David Bailey, it used to be and Bailey Hall. Bailey and Hall. Yeah. Bailey and Hall. Yeah, they so, were, they, it was one. Yeah, it was one. And, yeah. and, 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 and my dad had, you know, traveled with David and Dell, and I was named, my middle name, Dell, is from Dell Hall. Oh, fuck, are you kidding me? No, no. I just, mess, I just messing oh. with you. <laughs> yeah, and he is—he is like my god uncle, you know. And I love the man to death. I, you know, and I love David Bailey. I love all of them. Yeah. But I remember he sat me on an old rim, you know, an old river board, that big ass hump, and it's in the fall and it's cold, and that steam is coming off of you, you know. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like a wet dog, or you know, you know what I mean. <laughs> It was like me after my fucking wedding night, you know? Yeah, yeah, when you go back out there and you're fired up, you're drinking too much, yeah, you got beef coming off it. But he set me on that daggum pool, and I sit there, and I grabbed the damn hump. And I'm like, I ain't letting go. And the damn head pulled me off of it. So I was ate up with the whole door writing deal. Right. And it was about the smell, the full, I mean, the feel. The smell and the feel. The everything. Ain't that right? I mean, our senses. Just the, yes. Just the touch That's of awesome. an animal and the muscles up. You don't understand the smell. And me and you, David, me and you talked about this a lot. I've still got my glove pulled out, and I can smell the rotting on it. Yeah. It just makes me happy. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, there was a lot of things that, that you know, through my life that, that has changed. And when I was probably 10, 11 years old, I had... A young steer, cat, whatever it was, stepped on the side of my head. And, I mean, it mean, just knocked off the bark off the side of my head. So you should and, have had one of them helmets on. Well, yeah. <laughs> just messing uh, with I got you. A, I got a good scar. I got a good scar. There you go. I know, right? Yeah. And so, you know, my dad's holding me down at the house later on. My mom's putting my ball laid on. You know, that monkey blood, that shit that hurts. Metholid? How about that? <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so 
they let me have it all, and my dad put me on six or seven yearlings that day. And when I would get off, we had two of so I'd get off, and he would tell me to hustle. And I had to run back to shoot, get on the next one. And he would run beside me, David, and tell me what to do. Tell me how to slide up. Now you call it posting. Slide yeah. up. Slide up. Get out over the top. Reach spur. 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 Reach spur. And he'd done this six or seven times in a row. When I got off the last one, he looked at me and said, You're ready to go. Okay. That's when I become a bull rider. There you go. There you go. And that's where I knew I was never going to turn back. Okay. And because he said, he said, again, he said, you realize it's very dangerous and you could die from this. And I said, I don't care. He said, okay, go. So over the years. Because you was having fun now. I started having fun. I realized what the fun was about writing rules. Yes. And I realized that ever how easy I thought it was, the challenge was to be better than anybody else. And it wasn't, I mean, you talked about this. My whole goal was to enter in. What did we say one time? What did I ask? You know, somebody asked me, like, why did you write books? Because they're not dragons. There's no dragon. Right. Because I wanted to be a dragon player. And I wanted to leave. Every time I got on, I wanted to leave the arena and somebody go like, holy shit, we just saw the best there. I didn't care about yesterday. I didn't care about tomorrow. Yeah. I cared about that night. Yeah, absolutely. When I in my head, I wanted to be the best that you saw. Right. So, even the night I went out, we went back around the corner, and we went back through the ghetto, and we went up the hill and down the valley and everything. Here's the answer to the deal. When I got hurt that night, when I left that arena, they're going like, holy shit, we just saw one of the best things ever and the worst things. Right. I was okay with one of the best. Hey, <laughs> I wrote a bad cat that night. Yeah. Yes. You know, I mean, but what got me, I mean, I'm almost afraid to ask again what the question was before I started on that tangent. All right. How did, I, how did I go from one to the other? No. So, so, all right, put the fucking tequila down for just a second, would you? <laughs> well, it's been empty for a while. Okay, <laughs> there's the, there's her. Okay, where's the wait? Do you have a waitress that's even acknowledging it? Well, not yet, but I'm waving at her. <laughs> awesome, awesome cowboy shit. Listen, I what? Okay, so Roydell, night of. There's some numbers that add up. You oh t- yeah, them numbers. Those oh, numbers. Yeah, okay. Yes. Okay. And, and tell me, tell me that, tell me that story. Okay. Um, there's a lot of things leading up to that night, and um, basically, what happened that day? I, 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 I had gotten hurt back in the summer. I tore my knee out, and I had to get a damn day job. And I was not living on the fly anymore. I'd moved off it, and I wasn't living out there anymore. So I actually got a damn job. Okay. And which, and which was okay. I was in the concrete business. I was doing great. You know, I mean, I was building. You know, I was swinging a fifteen-pound hammer every day. You know, concrete business. All this nonsense. But and one of my best friends, Scott Walker, who I was traveling with at the time, actually me and him were living together. He was a very, very crowd. Okay. Uh, not the greatest in the world, but he was a great, great traveling friend. Great traveling buddy. Kind of like Donnie Austin was. They brought me back to center. Right. Because one thing that we've never talked about, and one thing I don't think you've ever hit on, is about the importance of a traveling partner. Yeah. Yeah. Having yeah, having the right people around you. Yeah. That's right. Exactly. That that's huge. I mean, that's a make or break moment in, in, in a lot of yeah. people's lives. Yeah. Could you tell Cody to get me one on one? I just, I just okay. I just ordered. Awesome, <laughs> man. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. That came up. 
So, no, the most important thing in the world when you're rodeoing is having a, a traveling partner that believes in what you believe in. Right. And and, and because if, if you don't, you're not going to make any damn money. I don't give a part of my language. I don't care who you are. Yeah. If you don't have the right person supporting you, a, a traveling partner is more important. And Holly, I love you to death, baby. I love you to death. But when you're a rodeoing and you're a bull rider or anything in rodeo world, if you don't have the right partner rodeoing with, because it's more important than a damn wife. And I'm sorry. Oh, no, you're right. And, and, you're and, right. And, and, on, and when you're belt. traveling and that's your that's your bottom line, well, that's your I'll, goal. I'll, I'll give you this. As a bell racer, the girl that you had that traveled with you every day is more important than your husband. Mm. Because that's what you put up with every day, day in, day out, that has to believe in you and you have to believe in each other. And then you have to put up with each other. There's, right. you know, yeah. there's times it's easier Don to go by yourself. Yeah. It's, yeah. I had that with Dusty Fuller growing up. I had that with Donnie Osbert. I had it with Scott Walker. Yeah. Roy Dale. Hang on, I'm getting to the point. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that We're talking about the numbers, unless you want to say something else, and I'll get there. No, no, no. I, I want to know. I want to. I want to know because that's a really interesting deal. Yeah. And and we're okay. what we're talking about is to say tell tell the story tell the story. Okay, that day I was supposed to go to work, and um, it was November the seventh, nineteen eighty six. Get up that morning, freezing rain, working the concrete business. I was uh, I was. The uh, foundation guy, which means that you dig a foundation, I do the drill rod, swing the hammer, put all the foundation in, and then we'll go. And then, what all my boss had that day was going slab. Traveling partner, Scott Walker, he was a concrete finisher. I go to work, he's like, can't use a day, give me a paycheck. I went, okay. But Scott, He's supposed to go to the rodeo with me that night. He said, I ain't going to make it. I've got to be here. i got to sit on this. I'll be here all night long. <clears throat> so, I sat there all day. Don't have nothing to do. Thinking about the rodeo. Blah, blah, blah. Go to the rodeo. Blah, blah, blah. Get hurt. Also, all that. Three months later, me and my mom sitting in my house because I had to move back in with my mom. God bless my mother for raising me again. Right. Ours, you are a saint. Love you, Dad. Um, we're going through all my receipts that day. Or, you know, for, for the last three, four months. And I pull out my paycheck stuff from that day. Mm-hmm. And I stare at it. I look at my mom. I'm going like, Oh my God. She's what? I said, you're not going to believe this. Pay stub was, was, you know, the date on it was November 7th, 1986. Mm-hmm. My paycheck amount for that day, or for that check, $117. Mm-hmm. Okay, $117, like I said. As you well know, David, when I get, I know Oklahoma that night, my brother, Benny Barnes, is one of the judges. Mm-hmm. <laughs> me and him laugh about this sometimes. He he draws my bulls for me, and he looks at me. He says, what are you going to do? And I said, well, I'm going to get on him. I said, hell, he can't tell me off. As you well as I don't, his number was 117. Yeah. So... The bull's number, 117, my paycheck was $117, and the date I got hurt was November the 7th, 117. 117. So, and I always go back, and it's like, man, if I had known that that day, <laughs> I would have thought, man, this is the luckiest day in the world. <laughs> but Roy Dale, was it, was it though, I mean, was it, what, okay, so, so here we are. You're you're paralyzed. You're in a wheelchair. You have 
I mean, took it to another level. You, you, I mean, that's why even like, even I would, I would hang around you even after you got hurt and I'd come home from Rodeon. I would want to be around you because of your attitude. You was, you took a negative and have made it into a huge positive. And so was that day lucky or unlucky? If, if, if you don't mind me asking that and, and how would you answer that? I, um, you know, I mean, before I answer that, David, I said, I, I, I think you kind of know this, because after I got hurt, um, hell, I drove you to Oklahoma City to the rodeo. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you stayed with me with my family in Dodge City, Tim. Right. You and Jimmy Morris. Watched my grandma chase a mouse around the hot tub and kill it. <laughs> <laughs> Fast women. I mean... You know what my life, you know, I had the clothing business. You had one of my, you one had of your one coats. of the when, uh, when the West was wild. When the West was wild. Yeah. Um, How about that? Because cause I'm riding, we're going to the finals together. You're driving me over there and, and, and your, your, your fancy truck you got that has the, uh, all this adjust, you know, yeah. Hands. Yeah. So anyway. You're my traveling partner. You take me to the and 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 I know that you've donated a coat to the, the average winner of the circuit finals. Yeah. You know, and uh, I fucking win it. You know, and and you made me a coat that I still have to this day. And and it says when the West was wild. When yeah, the, and, and that's awesome. You know, I I can't say what my life would have been like. Uh, I know. I can name you. I can name you a hundred reasons. Why my life is better since I got hurt. You know, yeah. I, I can probably name you three or four how my life would have been better. How my life would have been better if I hadn't got hurt. I would have been a world champion. I would have rode ten bulls at the NFR. Um, I would have been one of the best ever. Right. And so, so when I asked you, was that, that day that, good or that, bad? That, that, that is just petty. How my life has been better since I got hurt. And, and you know, you, you, you've, you've questioned me a couple of times in the past. People have. Well, how, how did you, you know, what? You went from that to that and it didn't bother you. Well, no, hell, shit. Hell, I'm human. It bothered me. I ain't gonna lie to you. you you've had you've had to have cried. You've had to have cried. No, 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 no. Have you never, never said like, never. "Why me"? No, no, God, no, 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 no. And, and you will. I don't care if you believe me or not. But no, I mean. No, I, I no, I do. I'm listen. I'm, I'm, I'm feeding you. I'm, I'm baiting this. I'm in. I'm in. I, listen. I'm baiting I you into not, what your answers because not. I know you never cried. I know you're like like no poor pitiful me. I know that. I, I want people not. to hear that. I want people to hear that. You know, just because not. something happens, and and I'm and, and yours is like in a fucking wheelchair. I'm just I'm just talking. Most of these people that's listening to us, they're not going to get in a wheelchair. You know? Well, no, but me and you, okay, me and you talk about one thing is is that I always tell everybody like, well, hell, I didn't die. And the wires, I, I didn't have a choice. I didn't have a choice. I never knew the way I was raised with my mom and dad and the rodeos and then my grandparents, Gunnar Hendricks, when him picking up for all them years and Bailey and Hall and then David Bailey and then Bill Hall and, and then Pappy, uh, uh, Omac Rodeo Company, all the years that he picked up. I never had a choice other than to get my ass out of bed and go on. I never knew there was an option to be not satisfied. I never knew there was an option to sit there and cry about it. That's, that's rank right there, right. man. Roydell, that's really rank. I mean, that's, that's all. I, I like that. I like how you just said that, too. There was not an option. There was not an option. There's not an option. And and they're I, and, 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 and in your life, but they're in other people's lives. They're still not an option, and they're they, they're looking for an option. 
or, or, you know, they're looking for an option where they should not be looking for a fucking option and, and just say to themselves, there's not another op- option but to move forward, right? Well, I mean, I go back to the whole, I don't know, David, I, I, I grew up in an era, and you did too, to where I've done this on my own accord. I've done this with the understanding that there is nothing guaranteed. I've done this with the understanding that whatever happens, it happens. But you and didn't expect it to happen. I mean, you know, it's well, like... No, what, no what, we never expect it. I mean, when you, okay, when you talk about this, and the worst thing anybody can ever say, I mean, we've talked about this one night, and, and I hate when somebody says this. And I've seen this, and unfortunately, okay, I'm... Get the elephant out of the freaking closet. God rest Mason Lowe's. God rest Mason Lowe. You know, he just passed away a couple of days ago. Right. But, he, but, I, but I guarantee you, right now, if Mason Lowe was alive and listened to us, he would guarantee 100%. He would guarantee 100%. This is what you take on when you're going to strap your hand into a rope. I mean, yeah. the way that I've done things, you're taking chances. Done things, you take a chance and yeah. you live this life, you live it 100%. Yeah. You've got to 100%. You can't go, you can't be one of them guys that puts up a picture from 20 years ago that got on two bulls and they're like, well, I was a bull rider. Yeah. No, 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 no. I, you know, well, so I so let me ask you this, Roy Dale. After after you got hurt, and 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 your your life is all right. Let me let me let me move let me move forward a little bit farther ahead. What are you doing today? What what is Roy Dale Barnes doing thirty two years later? Besides being in a bar drinking tequila tonight, yeah. what, what what do you normally? Well, maybe that's normally too. <laughs> Well, right. I'm making a living. What I, do you do I, for I, a living? There you go. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I, I've been very blessed all my life to, and David, you know, that me and you've been down so many rabbit holes together. Right. One way or the other. Um, we've done everything from music to promotions to whatnot. Uh, now I, I work for the Osage Nation okay. here in Oklahoma. Right. I'm an investigator for the casinos. Awesome. And I have a I have a day job. Um you know, uh, you know It's awesome. It's man. not nine to five, but it's close to it, but I've been with them for ten years. Okay. And and it's different. I don't know how much longer I'm gonna do it. I might do it until they I'll do it until they get rid of it. Are you having fun? Are you having fun? You ask your dad how good it is investigating something and coming out with an end to the means, so yeah, it's fun. All right. Um, but you know, I, I've got a, I've got heat in the winter and air in the summer. Right. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But I, you know what I miss more than anything, and I was trying to tell somebody that the other day, and and, uh, and you know, it's not about writing books. It's not about anything like that. But it was cold the other day. I'm talking like thirty degrees. Maybe a little bit colder. And I, I came out here and we were sitting here at the bar and everything. And I've been at the house sometimes. I came out, sat outside for a little bit, and saw my breath in the air and everything. I thought, man, I wish I was on a horse right now. Hmm. Just because. Yeah, you know, I, I do miss that. Okay. Now, about five minutes later, I realized. Well, that's a bunch of bullshit. Let's go. Right. <laughs> so I yeah. 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 Awesome. So, I, yeah. I, what, that's what so, I have to understand about your career as a bull rider is short and long. Right. Short and long. Yeah. And, and, and number one, if you do not go in 100% love it, then you probably find someone else there. Yes. Now, as me and you talked one day, um, I've heard I've heard this say before. 
You gotta be willing to die for it. <laughs> okay, bullshit. You're right. I know, right? Yeah, I mean, there is nothing in the world that you'd be willing to die for no. except for God, husband, and kids. Yeah. Or wife. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Your spouse, President. Or your kids, and God. Yeah. That's the only thing that you should be willing to die. Right. Absolutely. Now, when you when it comes to riding bulls, or any other sport that's dangerous, any other kid out there that's listening, that's playing any other sport, football, basketball, baseball, because it is dangerous in its own world, too. Right, yeah. You know, it doesn't matter. It don't matter. That's you right. You don't have to be willing to die for what you love. In my opinion, David, and me and you kind of disagree on this a couple of times. Yes. I got to be willing to accept the consequences of your actions when you decide to nod your head. You got to be willing to take a chance. Yeah. When, yeah. when I, what I have yeah. always been able to do, and you, David, you've asked me in the past so many times, how, how did you, you know, how, how was it, you know, how did you get by? You went through it easy. Well, I was willing to accept the consequences. Yeah. I've, I've always been willing to accept the consequences of my decisions. Right. And, and all you kids out there that's listening. That's a good answer, Roydell. That's rank right there, man. Because what you're saying to these guys that's listening to us is that it's easy to say, yeah, I'm willing to die for this shit, or yeah, I'll accept the consequences. But when the fucking consequences actually happen to you, and they will happen to you in some shape, form, or fashion, when they do happen to you, now did you mean what you said? You did. You lived. You lived the truth. You moved forward. You never missed a beat. You never missed a beat. You lived to be the best. You, Roy Down, you still. No, David, David, I did not live to be the best. I lived to be what my mom. Because she, okay, God bless my mother again. <laughs> um, it's like, it's your choice. What are you going to do? You going to lay there or you going to get up and live? Right. And, and, and my mother already knew what I was going to do. And, and she told me this on a, a bad day that I was having. Ain't that a good traveling partner, though? I mean, I know you're talking about your mom, but don't that make don't she qualify as a traveling partner? Of, hey, oh, are you yeah, gonna lay yeah. there and bleed, or are you gonna get up? Yeah, because I had bad days. I had bad days. Right. Because, you know that woman raised me twice. So, you so know what I mean? there you, I, I putting the right people around you. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, you raised me twice, and then and, and I will tell you a whole different story. You know, not a whole different story, but I'll tell you a story about my mother next time we go through this on hell. She, her mother, me and her mother was in the same hospital at the same time her mother was dying, and her youngest son just got hurt. That's how different story about my mom. That's okay. how strong she was. That's yeah. how strong she was. Yes. And we will talk about that one day. Yeah. But my mother actually, going like, was, you have a choice. You have a choice. You're either going to be the son that I raised, or you're just going to lay there and do nothing. Yeah. You have a choice. Ain't that true, though? And I mean, not not only is that it, it is true, Roydell. We have a choice. You're gonna quit, or you're gonna try again. And yeah. you know, I woke up this morning to uh, uh, one of my friends uh, had sent me a deal, and he said, "Get your ass up and fail," and fail again and again. And basically, what he's saying is, you're gonna fail before you win. You know. But get your ass up and get out there, and don't be afraid to fail. But get your ass up and go. I like yeah. that, you know. I like yeah. that. I mean, everything, David. You have to look back, and, and you know, November seventh, nineteen eighty-six. We all, you know, we we, we remember that. Yeah. Um, good things that happened in that next fifteen hours. One because of my sister-in-law, Tash Bond. <laughs> That's a mean-ass woman. Miss Tash. She threatened, <laughs> yeah, she, she threatened to kill. She threatened to whip some people's asses that night between the hospitals, between yeah. the arena and the hospital, <laughs> yeah. the next morning. Well, that's and, that's a Simpson for you, though, right there, huh? Oh, hell yeah. yeah that, <laughs> hell, that, that's like a road right there, brother. I mean, Peg, no 
Oklahoma. <laughs> I know, right? That's right. Yeah. That was awesome. You know, and, and one other funny thing that I, I can say right now that I, I ran into Eddie Claybrook. I don't know if you remember Eddie Claybrook. I know, yeah, I know Eddie. Yeah, yeah he's a pickup man for Barnes. Yes, he was. Him and Joe Harrowood. Mm-hmm. They were there. They were working that night. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, you know, how everything happens is that, you know, I'm thrown across the arena, and I'm laying there, and, you know, people are coming up to me and making sure that I'm okay. My main concern is that night when I even landed, I couldn't find the bull. I, I thought he was going to come camp on me. Yeah. But he, he, you know, he, you know, he couldn't find me. Yeah. So I remember... I'm laying there in the arena floor waiting for the ambulance to get there because, you know, it took like 45 minutes. That's back in the old days. Right. I didn't have an ambulance there that night. <laughs> so it took like 30, 45 minutes for the ambulance to get there. I'm laying there, and I see all these horses going around me. And, Holly, I apologize right now when I, when I say this. But... It, I look up at Joe and Eddie and I said, do not fucking tell me there's fucking barrel racers warming the fucking horses up around. <laughs> so it was slack barrel racers. They, they, yeah, sl- yeah, yeah, yeah. And they went, yeah, and I said, <laughs> boy, I will not go out of this arena like this. <laughs> Eddie and Joe went to whooping the ride and whooped their, I mean, ran everybody out of the arena. Yeah, yeah. And they posted up at the gate and then finally Wayne Adcock announced that no one else can go in the arena until Hamlet gets there. Yeah, yeah. But I did tell Eddie and Joe, and I told Eddie that night. Now, when I saw him like a year ago, and he said, oh, my God, he said, I remember that. That's awesome. But yeah, I told him, I said, I will not go out of the arena. Laying on my back when they're warming up damn horses. Barrel racers out I, there. I couldn't even that. imagine doing that. I couldn't yeah. even, I mean, I'm not patting myself on the back, but I couldn't imagine it. That'd be, I mean, like, Mowing your grass while they're, you know, trying to stop the bleeding on someone in a car wreck in your front yard. You yeah, know? yeah. Well, you know, that is Rogers County, nineteen eighty six. So yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, Holly wouldn't have done it anyway because I had her out there in the back somewhere. So I mean, she she they'd been calling her name. That's why they created the we're going to call your name three times and you're out because because they the, she created that because I had her out back. Well, it, well, David, you have to realize that. But if she would have been there, she would have known me before you. Oh, <laughs> thank you, Roy Dale. Yes. <laughs> Who's under the bus now? Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Oh, yes. That is awesome. That is awesome. I love it. Um, I love it. Well, David, the whole deal is, is about writing bulls and, 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 dude, we've done what we loved. And I guarantee if, if Lane would say the same thing, I know, I know Clyde Nelson, we, I've talked to both them, and, and they say the same thing. Yeah. I guess, Still I there. guess, you know what, Roydell, where I'm at on this conversation, and, and I've had, I mean, again, I, I, you know, we've had several of them over the years, but I, uh, I think what still fucking impresses me or amazes me or just inspires me is probably a better word is that talking to you, you wouldn't have a fucking I, I Nobody has an idea that you're in a chair unless I say so, unless I let them know that. You don't talk about it. You're, I mean, it's not like pouring this or, man, I was, I was, the other day I was doing this, but I had to get my chair. I mean, it's like you're, you've never fucking missed a beat. You, you know, and when I say you're here to be the best, you are, you are, because you nodded your head to be the best, and you're still well, nodding your head. You never quit well, nodding your head. You, you're still entering up. You're still entering up, and that's rank, man. I, I just, that's inspirational to me, and that's why I wanted people to hear you, because you are somebody to me. You know what I'm saying? And, 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 and there's, there's, there's Lane Frost brand this, and there's Tough Heatman this, and there's that this. But you know, what about Roy Dell Barnes? You know, that guy right there made a difference in my life when I was a kid, and I ain't forgot it. You know, and not only that, you got hurt and and put in a chair 
for 30-something years, and you're like, so? So? I'm like, that's just, I mean, that's just rank, man. I just, well, it, it is. It's impressive, dude. It's just really fucking impressive. And you you take it like, yeah, it's no big fucking deal. Listen to me. There's a bunch of people, including myself, that I I, I might be still fucking hanging in, a, laying in that fucking bed, you know? But you're I not. Let you. <laughs> it goes back to tr- people around you putting, right? I mean, well, you know? Bull riding never defined me. I like that. You know what I mean? So, so, um, so, so go on with that. Bull riding never defined me. My life defines me every day I wake up. And that that's how I live. My life defines me how I am today or tomorrow or yesterday. Bull riding never defined my life. Never. Yeah. It, it, it got me to where it started defining my life. It was just an area of my life that I loved so much. I I loved riding bulls. I loved the whole rodeo aspect of everything. Right. And 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 until you can have everything torn down and taken away, and then you start enjoying life again, and you find another passion to go with, that's when you start defining your life. But. When I when I wanted to talk to you, and I wanted to bring out the fact that guys are going to have obstacles. They're, I mean, guys, girls, they're going to have obstacles, and 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 not to try to define any of them, but when they do have one, what do you? What is your advice in a sentence paragraph? What is your advice to somebody that that's like that that ha- in rodeo? That something happens to them, and they're like, "Well, fuck." What's your advice to them? What would you tell them? Like, how bad we're we talking about? I mean, like we're talking about knuckle busting, you know, that car on my eye, or we're we talking about life changing. Life changing. Life changing. Well, number one, thank God you're still alive. You know, I mean. Enough said. That's enough said, right there, ain't it? I mean, don't you think? What about somebody that's like? Um, that it's not life changing, but th- they're trying to make something big, bigger out of something, nothing. You know what I mean? That like, um, what would you say when somebody's bitching about something that's really small, really trivial? Holly, give me, g- g- go with me <laughs> on this. Oh, I'm gonna say a really bad word, but yeah. Um, go ahead, Holly. I'll let you handle that one. I really just I go back to the part that you said it earlier. But be willing to accept the consequences. I know, well, but. You know- I know, but Roydell, listen to me and Holly. What I'm saying, what advice would you give to somebody that is whining about something that just happened that is not that big? When you turn around and look at Roydell that's in a fucking chair and he's not making a big deal of jack shit, you know? And you're making a big deal out of this, you know? That the ground wasn't good in the barrel racing, that they, you know, or the... The, the latch guy on the calf rope, and he fucking, he, I was nodding, but he didn't open it right. You know, just, just trivial fucking shit. Well, you have oh, to take okay. responsibility for your own life. It, it's, I well, mean, it, go, the ahead. Law of average go ahead, Roy Dale. Work out. No, I mean, they, can you enter tomorrow? Yeah, exactly. Can you enter tomorrow? Well, it, can, it, it, can you enter the next day? Can you enter the next day after that? Can you enter next week? Right. I used to laugh when I'd be at a rodeo and somebody say, hey, how are you doing? I'm like, hell, we can all be broke, but we're at a rodeo with our friends. How bad can it be? Well, Holly, exactly. Can you enter tomorrow? Exactly. Yep. I mean, Put it in perspective. Are you going to bitch about someone not opening the gate, David, when, okay, you have a shoot fighting bull, and you're you're sliding up, and you finally think you have the perfect spot, which is yep. never. Yeah. And then you nod your head, and then you go like, and then you get strung out and throwed off and you blame the gate guy. Yeah. That was fucking bullshit. <laughs> exactly, bullshit. right? Bullshit. That's trivial stuff. No. Exactly. That's trivial stuff. That's Guess exactly what? right, man. Pick up your damn rope and, and, and enter the next day and nod your head. Do you actually want to be a cowboy? Do you actually want to be a cowgirl? Or do you, do you want, want something to post on social media about what you thought you did and how th- how ranked you thought it was? Exactly. exactly. Yeah. I mean, do you want, do you want to make a living? Or do you want to make a living 
as a social media star? Do you want to make a living? Or do you want to live? We could go all day long on different things like that, but my advice is, Mike, if you're going to bitch about little things, get a different sport. There you go. Find something that makes you happy, ain't it? Because apparently hey. if you're going to bitch about this, you're not happy. That To me, if you're going to bitch about little bitty fucking things, you're not happy. You need to find something else to do. Oh, poor pitiful me. They didn't give me a flag. Drama. Uh, they didn't give me a, you know, the whistle was short, or they didn't yeah. give me when I nodded. Yeah. 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 Get you, another sport. Yeah, find something else. Either that, grow up. And, and and understand that this is what it is it's the truth it's reality you're not going to win every time you're not going to win every time you're not going to win something every time you know but and you, you got to put out the work for it and you still be a winner even when you don't win There's even that exactly that, holly that's so awesome you're still a winner yeah, even yeah, if you yeah. don't win all right guys so so wrapping up here um monsters in the making listen to me my friend roydell this whole this whole conversation, I've been trying to bait him in and trying to bait him in, and he ain't taking the bait. He ain't taking the hook. He ain't fucking. He's living life. He is living life. He's a bull rider, and he got hurt one night. And he, in order for him to just get from point A to point B, it takes a wheel. He has to wheel himself over there. It takes two wheels. One the chair. No, actually, actually, takes four. Four, four, I know, five, 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 five then, Roydell, because it takes four on your chair and the one, and the wheel, the one, the big wheel that's sitting in the chair. And, and guys, if you don't, if you get anything out of this podcast, that is what I want you to get out of this, is that he's in, he's got, he's sitting on four wheels, but he's the big wheel. He's the big wheel, W-I-L-L wheel you know what i'm saying guys you what do you want how bad do you want what you want to do about it and if and when something bad happens just keep moving forward because like roydell says can you enter tomorrow and quit bitching quit whining quit looking down if you can enter tomorrow go for it and 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 listen to me that is rank stuff right there ain't it holly what final thoughts what's yours Oh, shoot. I love Roy Dell. I was excited when you said that's who you're talking to tonight. I've been waiting on this to happen. You've been talking about it for a few months, and I just, I hope we carry on with this conversation because that's... What do you take, what do you take from it? What do you take, what, what, what inspired you out of this, of everything that's been said? What inspired you? Not me chewing my left arm off. What has inspired you? Uh, Me or Holly? No, he's, he's asking me right now, but... Yeah. Rydell, is your mom still alive? Yeah, yeah. I would like to meet her. That that that's that's. She's who, a wonderful you, woman. You are who you are, and and you well, know, clean up a child the way they should go. When they're old, they shall not depart from it. it. Says that in the Bible. And I I your mom is someone I'd like to meet, and that's I think gives gives you, let you be who you are and come out of this how you are. Well, I'll tell you what, Holly, we'll, we will get to Telequa one day and we'll have a dinner and, and with my mom and everybody. And uh, you and David can come down and you can meet mom. Well, I'd love to do that. No, but you... I'm going to sit between you two. Oh. I mean, between you and Holly. No, no, I don't my, trust your hey, ass. My mom, my mom loves David, by the way. I know. <laughs> I know, right? But but what yeah. I'm talking about is, though, I'm going to say because I don't trust your little fast tans. You could have been a calf roper, too, you know? So, you talking about Holly or me? I'm talking about you. He's gonna sit between us. That's what he said. <laughs> yeah. I've always said I could. I've, whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. <laughs> I gotta protect my investment, Roy Dale. I don't. All right, guys, listen. Monster in the Making podcast. I I bring in people that I respect, love, and look up to. Um, I I just I hope everybody understands the fact that we're all going to encounter setbacks in life. And, and and they're all going to be different for each and every one of us. But the one thing I want you guys to take from this, and girls, is that if you can enter tomorrow, get up and go enter. Quit whining. Quit worrying about it. Quit feeling sorry for yourself. Pick your sucker up and move forward. 
and and I and I hope if anything because my friend Roydell Barnes is talking to us in a wheelchair tonight, and you would not know it, you would not know that he ever even had an accident, you know. And I want you guys to take something from that because he is not feeling sorry about himself, for himself. And wishing it could have turned out different. If I hadn't have got hurt, I'd been this. If I hadn't have got hurt, I'd done that. If I hadn't have got hurt, he is like, hey, you know what? I got hurt, and I am this. And I am badass. And I love that. Guys, listen. I'm David Berry. You're listening to Monster in the Making. And if life box, ride it. You know? If it, it, you know you're not going to ride them all. But if you do get balked off, get back up and try again. You, you know, don't don't give up and quit. So, anyway, until next time, guys. I love you guys. God bless. Take care. 